Hey friends, welcome to Sipping on the Sabbath, an on-the-road edition from Beaumont, Texas. Yes, friends, that is what I said. Beaumont, Texas. That's uh, why I'm wearing this cowboy hat. <laughs> I am here visiting my good friend, Father Michael Minifee, and I'm grateful for his ongoing hospitality and, of course, for lending me this beautiful cowboy hat. Very authentic cowboy hat. It's an amazing cowboy hat. Anyway, I think I'll just put this uh, maybe over here somewhere since we're going to talk about scripture we really shouldn't be wearing a hat but anyway here we are so my favorite gospel is the gospel of today the story of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus they are not two of the big 12 disciples but they are certainly two followers of Jesus and I just wonder if we can identify with them if we can relate in our own life to times, circumstances, when things don't always go our way, and we might be tempted to respond as these two disciples did. So to better understand this gospel, let's divide it into three unique scenes. The first scene, as the gospel starts by saying that they were on their way from Jerusalem to Emmaus. The context being that they had just witnessed the the trial, the passion, the crucifixion of Jesus. They were dejected. Their hopes, their dreams were dashed. They say among themselves that they were hoping, as they communicate to Jesus before knowing it was Jesus, that he, Jesus, had been the one they hoped would liberate them who would free them from the Roman occupiers. And so they were disappointed, they were tired, they were frustrated. And again, can we relate to that? How do we react? How do we respond to circumstances in life that don't go our way? Things don't turn out as we hoped they would or we planned they would. We have difficulties, we suffer, we experience anxiety, we have questions about a life that seem unanswerable. Are we ourselves tempted to turn and to walk away? I came across a powerful excerpt from a lay homilist, a lay preacher, about this story of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. His name is Nathan Nettleton, and this is what he wrote about Emmaus. He said, the road to Emmaus is the road to giving up. It is the road of disillusionment, of despair, of throwing in the towel. It is the road of turning our backs on the bright hope of yesterday and resigning ourselves to the shattered dreams and endless days ahead of just putting one foot in front of another with nothing much to look forward to. It is the road we trudge when everything we had invested our hopes in has gone up in smoke, and so now living is nothing more than surviving. There is no meaning, no direction, no purpose. Whether it is a relationship failure or unemployment 
or chronic illness or an accident or disaster or betrayal by friends or the inability to conquer our own personal demons that keep dragging us back to the same destructive attitudes and behaviors, most of us at some time or another, maybe even right now, know the defeated trudge of the Emmaus Road. But, my dear friends, and Nathan does go on to talk more about this, but let me just say it in a very clear way, the story doesn't end there. We still have two more powerful scenes in this drama to reflect upon. Jesus is with us. Jesus is trudging along the road with us, the road of life and all the circumstances that we find ourselves in. I need some coffee. Beaumont, Texas, great place for coffee. Discovering all the local coffee shops <laughs> as I'm here on vacation time. Uh, experiencing some good old-fashioned Texas hospitality. Okay, so scene one. Scene two. The gospel says, Jesus himself came near and went with them. What are you discussing as you walk along the way? Jesus asks these two. Later on, they say to him, Stay with us, Lord, for it is almost evening. So he went in and stayed with them. Jesus joins us in the journey of life like a third traveler. And the way, capital W, who is Jesus, the way begins a conversation with us along the way, small w. Even before we know he's there, even before we recognize him, even before we call out to him, Jesus is already trudging with us along the pathway of life. And there is a relevant quote from the first reading we have today from the Acts of the Apostles, where David himself, they're quoting David, expressing his own reliance upon the Lord. David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand so that I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. Moreover, my flesh will live in hope, for you will not abandon my soul. That's the promise that David knew. It's the promise that we can know and live by, my dear friends. That Jesus wants to enter into our life. He is interested in our lives. And he asks us the same question that he asked the two disciples on that road to Emmaus. What are you discussing as you walk along the way? What questions, what curiosities, what prayers, what intentions, what desires do we have in our heart? And do we have the willingness to communicate those to the Lord and then allow him to speak to us about those situations that we are communicating to him about. I come from Glengarry County, which is the far eastern end of the province of 
Ontario. And we have a local newspaper called the Glengarry News. And in each weekly edition of this newspaper, there is a local correspondent from each of the villages and hamlets that relays to us all the happenings, all the goings-on in the village. People visiting, marriages, those who have recently deceased, for whom we're asked to pray for, etc. And it's not a collection of gossip columns about what's going on in people's lives. Instead, it's an opportunity for us to rejoice or to pray for or to think about or to be aware of, you know, upcoming social events, uh, etc. that's going on across the county. You know, the social media that we have in our culture today certainly is good, but there are some downsides to social media. One of the downsides to social media seems to be that we are more concerned in making sure that people know about what we are doing than in being interested in what they are doing. And there is an unfortunate propensity in our society today to individualism. Fewer and fewer families are having meals together, or at least meals where no one's looking at their cell phone or watching the TV out of the corner of their eye. 80% of people, apparently, according to some polls, would rather text somebody than certainly to call them or to speak to them in person. So we've got to guard against that, right? Technology is good, obviously. I'm using social media uh, to proclaim the gospel. We're sharing our spiritual lives together on this Sipping on the Sabbath uh, platform. But just be aware that FaceTime, that is real FaceTime, is very valuable. And we can have real FaceTime, real heart-to-heart -heart communication time with the Lord who is waiting for us and with us. And so we want to invite Jesus into our hearts, invite Jesus into our lives. And as he entered into the house with these two disciples, so he will enter into our life. Invite Jesus into what we are experiencing right now. Any of those things that are weighing us down, that we're worried about, we're seeking some counsel or advice about, but also to invite Jesus and to thank Jesus for the blessings, the graces, the gifts, the, the generosity that he shows to us. When we invite Jesus, he comes into the house of our life and he walks with us. I had been meeting people here during my time of, of vacation that themselves have walked, have journeyed a very far distance to arrive at this place. And they can testify to how their faith, their confidence in Jesus gave them the grace to persevere. Yes, one day at a time, they knew that Jesus was not simply journeying along with them only, but he was like them trudging along the way. To trudge is to walk in a very heavy, laborious way, but we do so. Jesus is with us all the time. 
along with us is is trudging through the journey of life but i'll talk about in a minute how that that is to a happy uh, destiny okay so scene number three but first some more coffee very good very bold very strong <laughs> texas cough okay scene three after they had this personal intimate encounter with the lord the gospel says they set out that instant and returned to jerusalem they were leaving they had an experience of god that transformed them and changed them and they went back to jerusalem full of hope enthusiasm vigor joy because they had encountered the risen lord jesus who came into their lives and again scripture is not just about that which happened it's about that which is still happening and so we too can have that same experience and our experience of knowing that the lord jesus again even before we know he's there even before we call out to him is journeying is trudging along with us through life to this happy destiny of eternal life we can share that joy with others joy is not meant to be kept to ourselves we're not our hearts burning within us they said as jesus was explaining the scriptures to them many of our contemporaries have a very false false notion of god that they falsely believe that he is very distant uninvolved uncaring or even worse is just waiting to give us a good slap because we've done something wrong and i just wonder and being over the age of 55 i find myself wondering a lot more i wonder was i going upstairs or downstairs i wonder did i take my medicine today or not i wonder about different things and i just wonder if we are tempted to believe lies about god because if we opened our heart to the truth of who god is maybe our life would have to change but you know what god's grace is there god's grace is always calling us gently back to himself calling us to this new life he knows how fast we can go he is with us in all our circumstances all the various times of our life each day just recognize the lord being there with us invite him to come into the house of our life and say lord jesus give me your grace today god grant me serenity to accept the things i cannot change courage to change the things i can and the wisdom to know the difference heavy lord on the wisdom okay the three scenes they're on the way from jerusalem to emmaus jesus appears to them and walks along with them they have an experience that changes their lives we invite jesus into our life in the silence of our heart today my dear friends i pray that we would each of us say lord jesus stay with us lord jesus stay with me or in the words of that very well-known hymn abide 
with me. Come into the house of my life. Many years ago, Malcolm Muggridge put together a television series on the life of Christ. And in the last episode of this series, he and a friend of his actually walked the road from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And this is what he wrote of the experience. As my friend and I walked along, like Cleopas and his friend, we recalled, as they did, the events of the crucifixion and its aftermath. We too were joined by a third presence. And I tell you that whatever the walk and whoever the wayfarers, there is always this third presence ready to emerge from the shadows and to fall in step along the dusty, stony way. In the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, page 164, at the end of chapter 11, called A Vision for You, there is this quote. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as we trudge the road of happy destiny. I was talking to somebody here in Beaumont yesterday about this actual fact, this trudging along the road of happy destiny. And he reminded me, he said, it is not that we are tiptoeing through the tulips. We are not doing line dancing. We are not doing some karaoke, he said. We are trudging. We trudge the road of happy destiny, which means that there is work to do, but we don't do it alone. I cannot do this alone. I need others. I need you, and you need me. We're in this together. Jesus needed Simon to help him carry his cross as he trudged under its weight through the streets of Jerusalem. So, my dear friends, there is good news today. We serve a God who wants to be with us, who is always with us, and who does come into the house of our life when we call upon him. So, let's make all this our prayer now. So, Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the gift of each person watching or listening to this podcast. We're here before you, Lord Jesus, as we are. Lord Jesus, sometimes we are tempted, like the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, to just get out of town, to turn, to walk away, to try to escape, to try to employ a geographical solution to our problems. Lord Jesus, we want to surrender to you anything that's going on in our life. Trials, difficulties, disappointments, setbacks, anxieties, fears, worries, whatever it is, Lord. But also, Lord Jesus, help us. Help us to remember the incredible blessings and the graces and the love and the mercy and the forgiveness 
and the peace that you offer to each of us today. And we want to accept that and live out of that, Jesus. And Lord Jesus, we thank you that even before we know you're there, even before we call out to you, you are already journeying with us. You are trudging with us, Lord Jesus, along the road of life towards our happy destiny, Lord, eternal life with you. Lord Jesus, we pray that you would, in each of our lives today, continue your work of transformation. We give you permission, Lord. We ask, Lord, for the willingness to cooperate with you, to change us, Lord, to become truly women and men of profound joy and enthusiasm, not only for life, but also for our destiny of eternal life. Help us to be effective evangelizers, witnesses to our contemporaries of how you, Jesus, in being our friend, have changed everything. That even in the midst of the difficulties of life, we know that you are still very much the Lord you are still very much our friend. You are still very much our savior. And it's going to be okay that you have conquered sin. You have conquered death, Lord Jesus. The stone is rolled away. The tomb is empty. You have risen from the dead, Lord Jesus. Alleluia. We continue, Lord, to pray for anyone living under a very heavy burden, that you would right now, Lord Jesus, like Simon helped you carry your cross, that you would speak to our hearts, Lord, and remind us that you are carrying this cross with us. Pray for anyone, Lord, also away from you in confession, that you would break through any hesitation, any embarrassment, any shame that they are experiencing, and make it possible right now, Lord Jesus, for them to encounter the incredible gift of your love, mercy, and forgiveness, the transformation, power, and peace of the sacrament of reconciliation, where you wait for each of us, Jesus, to welcome us back. Mother Mary, uh, Saint Joseph, our own patron saints, our guardian angels, please pray for us today. And may Almighty God bless you now, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, well, there you go. Beaumont, Texas. Put on my cowboy hat. Okay, don't forget, when we're powerless, that's when we're strong. And victory is indeed gained through surrender. Stay caffeinated, and we'll see you next time. God bless you. Bye now. Y'all come back now, you hear?